Hey guys, you're listening to RJ and Austin's Mindset Matters, a podcast that explores the nuances of aspiring and successful entrepreneurs. We're two real estate investors that quit our jobs by challenging the mindset society teaches in school and overcoming traditional limiting beliefs. Join us each week as we dive into the mindset of an entrepreneur. Attitude is the most important thing in life. That's an amazing saying that Johnny McCann just told us, and he's our last podcast guest for the 30 Under 30 episodes. Um, We're really excited to have him on. Before we get to it, Austin, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on, RJ? It's good to uh, be back here with you and um, with our guest Johnny today, but uh, I'll keep it uh pretty simple for you today. Uh, as you know, I've been in Naples for the past almost a year now, but moving back home and moving back to West Palm Beach and uh, closer to the investment property. So looking forward to that process. Dope. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. Always move forward. So guys, today we have Johnny McCann. I'm probably butchering his name, but love having him on. This is the power of networking. Johnny and I met each other at the Real Estate Radio Guys most recent conference in Dallas. Um, he was an amazing guy, learned a little bit about little bit about his story. Turns out he's got 37 units, um, all smaller multifamily. 15 of them were acquired this year, 2022. So before I go any further, I know he's a paintball enthusiast. He's a marathon runner an overall adventure seeker. So love to hear his story. Johnny, what's going on? Tell us a little bit about yourself. What's up, guys? I love that intro. Made me sound cooler than I am. <laughs> You're way um, cool, bro. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm Johnny. I'm currently living out here in the Phoenix metro of Arizona. I live in Mesa, Arizona, actually. Um, yeah, you pretty summed it up. I'm a real estate investor and love being active and yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So I know you served in the army and I'm sorry I didn't shoot that out at the beginning because that's amazing. And we love everybody that, that serves and thank you for your service. So thank you. Your story started, um, 2016 when you got out. So can you tell us how you jumped into real estate? Mm Hmm. I would actually say my story started before that. Um, yeah. Um, like right out of high school, I wasn't doing good in high school. Was a very poor student. Um, however, I found stumbled across like Mr. Money Mustache, Dave Ramsey, and was just all about like saving money and learning how to build your credit. I don't know why I had no goal, but I just knew I wanted to save money and build my credit. Stumbled across. Um, I was going through life kind of aimlessly. Um, didn't have really anything going on, found out about the military. Um, they kind of, they give you direction, waking up early, exercising and giving you a purpose. Um, and then, so after my three years in the United States army as an infantryman, I was stationed up at Fort Lewis, Washington. Um, after my three years towards the end, as I was getting out, I was wanting to find what my next purpose would be because honestly the military was great and it's fun, but it's a hard life and you sacrifice a lot. And honestly, I, there's no way I'd be able to do that for 20, 20 years. It takes a very special person to do that. Um, so I was 
as I was getting out, I was starting to, I wanted to learn how people became wealthy and got rich and basically didn't have to work for anybody. I stumbled across rich dad, poor dad, just like 90% of everybody else. Um, it was like a light bulb went off in my head. And then you just go down the rabbit hole of like trying to read every, anything and everything about wealth and real estate and financial freedom. And then, yeah, just from 2016 to now, I currently have 37 multifamily properties. And yeah. how old are you? I'm currently 30 years old. Awesome. You just made yeah. it. You just made yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's really awesome. And thank you for sharing your story. Um, I feel very tied to that story actually, because I was the same. I was lost. I had no idea what I was doing. I actually didn't get into real estate till I was 33 and I, I still feel lost sometimes. So mm-hmm. as you know, we always talk to our viewers about negative self-talk about being wander. um, you know, aimless, you don't know what you're doing. So can you tell us a little bit about that journey starting out where did you have to deal with any negative beliefs? How did you get into your first property? In the beginning, honestly, surprisingly, I don't remember any negative beliefs. However, I, when I was learning about real estate and I was like fully committed to where, like when I read Rich Dad Poor Dad, I was like, I'm going to buy a property. And then I stumbled across bigger pockets and then I knew for a fact I was going to buy a property. I, but during that time, I was like, I don't know, shiny object syndrome. Like you're looking at houses, you're looking at duplexes, you're looking at freaking like townhomes, like just random shit popping up. Um, so I didn't really have a direction. And then as far as mindset, I, I don't know if I was just uh, oblivious or just ignorant, I guess, like nothing. I didn't feel any negative thoughts. The reason why is because as I was getting out of the army, I had $60,000 saved. Like, and that's why it goes back to that Dave Ramsey and building credit and Mr. Money mustache. I just lived, I'm a very frugal person. Um, so I had, as I was getting out of the military, I had 60,000 saved because before the military, I was working at a pizza place. And also I lived with my parents, like out of high school, I stayed living with my, my dad, joined the military. They literally take care of you. You don't make much money, but you don't have crazy expenses. You can save tons of money. So Again, get out of the military, had like great credit in the 700s, had like 60K saved. And plus, most people don't know this, the VA home loan. VA home, VA home loan, 0% down. You can buy a, a one to four unit property. I chose to go with a four unit, live in one unit and rent the other ones out. And then I just did that a couple of times. And then obviously the market's market has done great. So everything, like you could have bought anything and you look like a genius, like rents have gone up, values have gone up. So you know, like that first property I bought for 211,000 and the thing obviously just keeps going up. So cash out refi, harvested the equity, repositioned the equity into another property. And again, you get two properties and now those go up and then you, you just repeat the same thing. It's a snowball effect. (laughs) Yes. Snowball. It's awesome. I really like that you went full force. You went full-fledged ahead, nothing negative, um, self-talk, nothing. So pretty much you were unstoppable. Now, Once I you... bought the first property, though, that's when I started having issues. <laughs> Once you're that, remodeling that, and dealing with tenants, that's, that's when it's, yeah. <laughs> that's where my question was going, actually. Yeah. So what are some of the biggest obstacles you faced along the journey? Mm-hmm. So that very first fourplex that I bought, it was actually a foreclosure. 
I used a hard money lender, fixed it up, moved into it, and then did the VA cash out refinance and got like a check for 79K. But that first property though, I, I messed up because when you do buy a foreclosure, like you got to do your research on the property. Well, the property had like a tax lien and it had a sewer lien and other, it was like 50% occupied. And it was just in, like, once I bought it and you go in there, like it was just infested with like bed bugs and cockroaches. So like those couple of mistakes right there, like you're coming in, your costs are going to be a little higher. And then plus you're a noob and you don't truly know how to understand how to um, estimate like rehab costs. So luckily I was living with my dad. Cause honestly, if I had my own family and like I was paying like my dad, he literally let me live for free. So I had a big advantage, but if I had like a mortgage or rent payment, like I honestly, I think I would have gone bankrupt, like remodeling that property. And plus I was working a full-time job after the military. I got hired on as a corrections officer in a prison. So I was working like night shifts, 6 PM to 6 AM. So my, anyway, it was just hard trying to remodel and running out of money and yeah, buying a property and not doing your proper due diligence. That's, that's, um, how you make your sweat equity though. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like that was a blessing and a curse because, Mm -hmm. you know, if you were very experienced and knew about that property, you might not have bought it. So being green allowed, um, allowed their confidence to get into that first property and then learn from your mistakes didn't kill you. And now you're here. Right. Right. So, yeah. yeah. And, and definitely, I feel like a, a big point to make right now is the fact that you were willing to do whatever it took to get that first property done. I mean, you were, you were living with your parents still, you didn't have high expense expenses. So you were able to have that nest egg and keep throwing all that money back into that property and all that sweat equity that RJ was just talking about allowed you to buy other properties going down. And that's how you're able to, you were able to acquire all those properties that you have today, right? It was that first step that you took. And although you didn't have any negative um, mindset in the beginning, as soon as you got into that property, a few started coming, but you kept on pushing through and kept on moving the needle forward. Yeah. It's funny. Like, yeah, that's why I was saying, I feel like I was ignorant or oblivious to like negative self-talk. Cause again, I just had the money, the credit, the VA home loan. I was like, okay, I know I could, I don't know. I don't know. I just had it all there. I feel like now I feel like I'm kind of going through, I feel a little lost. And now I kind of have some negative self-talk cause I want to go a little bigger and go to the next level and buy bigger, bigger buildings. And that's where it's like totally different game. And you got to put all these puzzles and pieces together to take down a bigger deal that you don't have all the capital or the uh, balance sheet for, or yeah, all that. So tell us a little bit about your portfolio then the 37 units that you have, do you have any partners? So out of all those 37 units, one fourplex is a joint venture with me and my sister, which is a 50, 50 ownership. We just split the equity and the cash flow. And that one, she put up the down payment. And then I came in and I'm um, boots on the ground. I'm uh, acting as a property manager. And then also that was a value add deal. Um, That one, I oversaw the renovation and the remodel. And basically I'm the one, I have another fourplex that I'm house hacking, living in. And it's like right down the street. So I'm like right next door to it. So I'm very, 
Yeah. Active. <laughs> Very hands-on. Yes. So do you manage all your properties? Do you do construction for all of them? Tell us a little bit about your operations. So currently right now I'm self-managing everything. And then as far as construction, um, I am still also like, that's why I feel like I'm the property manager. I'm the asset manager. I'm the freaking investor. I'm the, sometimes the maintenance man. And that's honestly one of the things I'm struggling with. Cause it's like, you want to get to that next level. And it's like, I, my mindset, like I can't, sometimes it's just hard to let go. Like, like Dave Ramsey's advice is being, it's good about being frugal and like saving money, but sometimes like it's holding me back by being too damn cheap. Like, yeah. Like hiring people out for like the construction I have hired some people like for flooring and, but a lot of that stuff I'll end up doing myself or getting, yeah, a couple of people to help. But can, can you, can yeah. you talk a little bit about um, what you think is, is holding you back from taking that next step and hiring a property manager so you can be more focused on the investment side? Um, is there something that you're worried about or something that um, for so, or some reason that you don't want to take a step back? Uh, I really just think it comes down to being, so I'm not employed anymore. My last W2 job was a corrections officer and I got fired in like 2020. And so now I'm completely relying on the cash flow of the properties. And I feel like I'm telling myself that that is my W2 to be the property manager. Cause if I paid someone 8%, that'd be like 3000 or 3,500 or whatever. Like I feel like I could keep that money. And I always tell myself, oh, nobody can do it better than me. And which it may be true, but I know for a fact it's holding me back. Like, but it's just, yeah, it's just hard to let go. And I also, yeah, just feel like I'm scared and yeah. You know, dude, that, that is perfect. That's literally what, um, what we were trying to get at because um, we're, we're trying to explain to our listeners that whatever step you're at in your investment journey, whether you have 40 units or you're trying to get your, your first unit or your second unit, um, we all have these same negative um, thoughts in our mind for something that is holding us back, but you just got to mm-hmm. keep pushing through. What do you think about that, uh, RJ? Yeah, I believe it 100%. Oz and I um, were just discussing this the other day that there's certain obstacles that and uh, mindsets that we can overcome to get us to the next level. Um, you know, people look at you, Johnny, look at Austin, look at me as successful. They want to be where they're, where we're at. They think our lives are perfect, but it's far from that when you're an right. entrepreneur and you always want something more, you're always trying to get the next step, next level. There's always something that's going to be there that's in inhibiting you but the goal of the podcast is to let everybody know you are not alone you know there's people like johnny out there people like austin people like me and if you network with these people um you know and create great bonds you can create great partnerships and do great things so that's actually Johnny, are you going to the Real Estate Radio Guys Sauce event in September? Yes, when I I want to go because when I was at the the last Real Estate Guys event, everybody was telling me how great it was, and yes, I do want to go. I just honestly I haven't purchased the tickets, and 
Yeah, bought the sure. flight and the hotel and all that. Uh, but yes, I, would, I do still want to go. I would highly recommend it. The last one that we attended um, was great for its purpose. It was more a training. Sauce is mm-hmm. unbelievable. So um, everybody that's listening, network, network, network. When you get into positions like Johnny's in, there's always people that have been there. There's always people that can help you get out and building relationships like Johnny and I did at a networking event. You know, you can find your next partner or you could find the next person that's going to help you get out of where you're at today. So amazing stuff. Do you attend any um, do you attend any networking events back in Arizona? Yes. When I'm not busy, I got to give a shout out to Rev multifamily. Um, yeah, they're a, a local, well, they've actually been expanding. They've been going to uh, Tucson, they're in Phoenix. And then they also got a uh, meetup out in, uh, what is it? New Mexico. And that's, uh, hosted by uh, Dallin Schultz. And, um, yeah, he's got his team that help him with that and how they've been able to expand. But, um, yeah, I didn't go to the last one because I was uh, my seven unit apartment building. We we're painting the exterior. So, again, um, was on site and I'm very active yeah. <laughs> in my properties. Would, yeah. would love to talk to you about that. That's actually out of necessity. I built the construction company that I was telling you about mm-hmm. um, because I was in the day to day and it was something i wanted to scale out of but now i'm trying to scale out of the construction company so yeah um what's one thing that you could tell the listeners if um you know starting out in real estate what's one thing that you would tell your former self one thing i would tell my former self hmm i would say focus Find out what you're going to go after and then focus on that. There's tons of, um, there's so many, so many people competing for your mind um, and different investment vehicles. So whatever you're going to go after, like for me specific, like I read the one thing and then for some reason reading that book, it just clicked multifamily. I'm just focusing on specific fourplexes and for the time being, I'm not looking at houses. I'm not looking at even a duplex, just fourplexes. And there, there's pros and cons to being super laser focused. But for the most part, I would say, do the research. What do you want to invest in? And then stick to that because people are going to bring you opportunities and ask you to do different types of businesses that aren't related to real estate, or you might get distracted with external things in life. But focus and focus on that one thing and just knock over the dominoes to get to your goals. Awesome. Yeah. Austin, you got any questions? Dude, Johnny's just killing it today, man. Uh, yeah. I'm going to have to make it out to Phoenix and, and check out these fourplexes <laughs> he has. He needs to write a book about, just call it Johnny with the fourplexes. Um, <laughs> dude, but um, I mean, all right. So so you, you would be laser focused on one thing when you, when you first started. Um, I think, I think that's super, uh, crucial and super critical, um, when you're first starting out doing anything or investing in, in whatever it may be is, uh, you learn that one thing first and then you, uh, transition to, to other items. So 
you were talking about that you want to start doing um, larger deals. Does that consist of apartment buildings? Um, you have a range of doors that you want to take down or what does that look like in the future for you? So, yes, I feel like, um, I feel like I have ambitions to take down bigger deals. Um, I don't know exactly why, other than I feel like it's the next step. Fourplexes are cool. Um, I just feel like you can build a team and you don't have to be messing with tenants, toilets and bugs and stuff like that. <laughs> um, so yes, I do have ambitions to take down bigger deals. However, again, what I'm struggling with right now, that's kind of what I'm at the crossroads. Like, cause I just feel like for me, fourplexes are super easy. Like I know them, I could do it by myself. Like, like right now, you know, I have the credit, I have the capital, I have everything. I could go buy another fourplex, but I want to take down a bigger building and I have the ambitions, but I don't know. I'm struggling with that. Like, am I good enough? Um, I don't know how to build a team or why would anybody, you know, why would they want to partner and invest in a deal that I brought? And plus there is a lot of, I don't know, you have to take care of your investors. Like I'm super careful with my money. I, like, it seems kind of scary too, to, you know, you're basically have a fiduciary responsibility over investing people's, you know, their hard earned money. Um, so I'm just kind of struggling. Like, do I truly want to go down that direction? And am I good enough? Um, I still do want to go to the secrets of successful syndication because I do want to learn more about syndication and raising money and partnering and stuff. But to be honest, I am still struggling. Like, do I truly want to go down that where you have, you know, you're building a big company and now you got partners and investors and employees and like, or do I want to do the, and there's no right or wrong, like being a small landlord where, you know, eventually you get 50 units or a hundred units, you know, I just, I feel like I need to figure out where do I truly want to go and like what life do I want and then build the business around the life that I want. Like, am I going to get the life that I want by doing these smaller deals? I don't know. So honestly, that's kind of where I'm at. Like I feel kind of conflicted. Yeah. Yeah. And there, there, there's completely nothing wrong with that. Everybody has their own path. Like we were talking about on the, uh, the other episode, it's just um, figuring out how you're, how you're going to get there. But um, having huge ambitions mm-hmm. is a um, huge part of this podcast as well. We want we want all of our listeners to have bigger ambitions, bigger goals, and we want to we want to help you all get there. So, mm-hmm. yep, exactly, exactly. All right, well, Johnny. So, if somebody's out in the Phoenix area and they want to get a hold of you. Uh, do you want to share your contact information? Sure. Um, you guys can look me up on Instagram. Um, I respond on there. My first name is Johnny, J-O-H-N-N-Y. And then my Instagram handle is Johnny.McKeon. And my last name is spelled M-C-K-E-O-N. And then again, you just send me a message. You don't got to follow me if you don't want, but you can send a message and just ask me anything about fourplexes or how to buy a foreclosure or I bought a couple of properties off market too. Um, Also, my phone number is 480-634-0247. Yeah, so you can shoot me a text. Texting is better. Sometimes I'm busy and I can't answer my phone. I'm going to text you tonight. What oh, a yeah. guy putting out his phone number just like that for yeah, all of you know. guys. I know. Well, That's- Johnny also has a Facebook, and I love looking at his Facebook. That's where I learned a little bit about him. He talks about his deals on there as well. I'm an old fart, so I'm not on Instagram, so I don't know what's on there. But um, 
Johnny, I mean, let's stay connected. There's a lot that you said there that um, that echoes my journey and a lot of uh, future direction that you're headed that I want to go into. Uh, so let's continue to keep networking here. Uh, as always, guys, if you have any feedback, questions, um, future ideas for future episodes, reach out to Austin R. Austin and I, um, other than that, I think we're good to go. Austin, you got anything? See you guys next week. See you guys next week. Later guys. Thank you for having me on. Yo, you made it to the end. You're one step closer to changing your mindset, discovering your true potential. If you like what you heard, share our podcast and leave us a review. Send us a note. We'd love to hear from you. Catch you next week.